Welcome to Four Dimensions for Teachers, a podcast with Dr. Caroline Blackley, covering topics that surround today's dynamic teaching and learning environments. Ignite your curiosity, engage your passion for discourse, and encourage others to join us in these robust conversations, all to strengthen our community of practice. No need to put your hand up. Just tune in as we laugh, cry, challenge each other, and aim high to continue to be the best teachers we can. When we talk about flow of learning, as we discussed in the last podcast, it really took on board the work of Cheek Sent Me High, a psychologist who looked at how we truly optimise and have optimal experiences. So as a teacher, an optimal experience for us would be to have a place where we can provide curriculum, we can spark curiosity in students with their learning, and we can do that with less disruption. For students to have an optimal experience, because in a classroom we have both a teaching and learning environment, and they are different, And while we are responsible for both, we do different things to create and provide the optimal experience in each of these. So for a learning experience, students to have an optimal learning experience would be that they can do work uninterrupted by both teacher and other students, that they can access the curriculum, which is looking at our differentiation, and we can provide learning experiences in which all students can access the curriculum. So that means every student, not just those we find easy to teach, But how do we provide a teaching environment for all students? And how do we ensure the flow of learning for every single student in our classroom? And this is where differentiation is certainly so incredibly important in how we do our planning. But today what I want to talk to you about is a nice, simple three-step process that we use with four dimensions. We've talked previously, ad nauseum almost, about dimension one and dimension two. So green footprint is made up of dimension one, how we set our expectations for both curriculum and behaviour but also how we refer back to them with high frequency. So teachers who had lowered cognitive load, which provides much more room for working memory, and then it provides room for us to make decisions based on a lot of information, and we can take our time, and we may are more likely to respond rather than react, also produced instances of more positive affect with our emotions for remembering and recall of that event. So dimension one, green footprint, is expectations, curriculum and behaviour, how we establish them, but then how also we refer back to them, the soft summer rain. Dimension two is how we interact with students around meeting those expectations. Now, when we put dimension one and dimension two together, that is our green footprint. And the teachers who had far less disruption in their rooms and reported much more positive effect in their teaching and learning environments were those that sat in approximately 80% of interactions with students began with a green footprint. So our three-step process, quite simply, is ERR, and it's not a linear process that teachers do, but I like to keep things simple, simple, but not simplistic. So what I mean by that is ERR is the only process teachers really need to think about when they're interacting, responding, or if they go into react, hopefully take a breath and come back to a response that gives them time to think about what they want to do. So when safety is not an issue, because that is always something that trumps everything else that we do in our classrooms. When we are looking at how to respond, so students are disrupting, or here's what we need to start really training our teachers in, students are working. So when students are working, do we maximise on opportunities to reset expectations, restate expectations, or to check in with students to let them know, I see you meeting those expectations. How do you talk about Dimension 1 in your classroom, and how frequently do you refer back to it? So ERR, the E stands for expectations. 
The first R stands for how we interact, how we reinforce and recognise the students who are working, meeting both our expectations stated and revisited around curriculum as well as behaviour. The more you interact with students when they are doing the right thing or when they are meeting the expectations you have set, the less likely they are to engage in or go off task to join other students that are not doing what you've asked. Interactions are what single-handedly change the environment in your room. So if you choose interactions that are reactive or based in an amber footprint, and particularly if you choose to make them public, you as the teacher are creating the platform which firstly invites other students in to comment, participate into a behaviour conversation, or for the student you're interacting with who is off task, you are creating the environment in which they have a platform and can either invite their peers in or confront or challenge you back. So the last R on ERR is how do we reduce that public footprint? How do we reduce the amber footprint, the amber responses that are less public in nature? And again, coming back to the previous podcasts, just the last couple, how do we ensure, and this is the one thing that many teachers say to me, sells them on trying the research that I've done and bringing it into their classrooms. They say, Carolyn, it is the absolute essence of, I think, will my interaction right at this moment stop other students from learning? So that's a pivotal shift in how we have trained teachers previously to manage classroom behavior, as opposed to four dimensions and the framework is about collective efficacy, creating a culture of learning where we put curriculum first at all times. How do we engage in students with the curriculum so that we keep the flow of learning? And quite honestly, nice, simple three-step process. So even when students are off task, you may choose selective attending, which means that you state expectations or you interact with students that are doing the work you have asked to keep them and maintain them doing the work that was set. So again, that's the first E and the first R. State expectations or interact through a recognize or reinforce around what students are doing. The other way if a student is off task, you may choose to reduce the public footprint and that might be your first interaction. Here's what I would challenge you with and ask you to think about. As you move towards a student with a less public interaction in mind, are there opportunities along the way that you can step in with an E or an R green on the way for that conversation? Because the more interactions you have with students along the way, it will give the mindset, it will shift all students' processing and thinking that my teacher puts curriculum first in our teaching and learning environment. My teacher puts our learning above interactions of behavior with individual students. Students will start to know that their teacher puts their learning above everything else in that classroom. So ERR, expectations, reinforce or reduce the public footprint. ERR, green, green and then an amber that is less public. It is absolutely a cyclical process that you might use an expectation going to interact with a student around a less public amber footprint. And then you might come back with quick and fast rebound on what they are doing when they are meeting your expectations. One of the things that it takes teachers much longer to do with the ERR process is that when you do the E and then you go to reinforce, if you go to a reduce the public footprint, if you don't come back to that same student within a very short time with a green footprint, you will not change their behavior either. When we only sit in interactions with students in an amber footprint, and even if they are less intrusive to everyone else, as well as our teaching and learning environment, what we are training those students to do is to seek our attention or gain an interaction with us through only doing off-task behaviors. So ERR, expect, reinforce, reduce your public footprint, but don't forget to swing back around 
and interact with those students when they are doing the right thing and when they are meeting your expectations. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap for this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and visit carolineblackley.com and join our growing community of international educators.